This icon is racist. I have never ever been a spy. Can the PBS bank uh, The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Hello and welcome to another edition of Sunday Times Politics Weekly. With me, Amil Amra. I'm joined in the studio this week by my colleagues. Unfortunately, all male this week. All our female colleagues are busy working um, on some big stories for you on our Sunday Times paper this weekend. And it seems like, um, yeah, it's just the guys who were able to come in today. In the studio, I've got Zingisa Mvumbu and Apiwa de Klerk. Guys, how are you guys doing? Well, well, good, man. It's not good that we don't have women on Women's yeah, Month. Yeah, and Women's Month. Uh, yeah, we, we need to get our colleagues to step up and join us in here, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we've got a jam-packed show for you nonetheless. Guys, let's get straight into it. And let's talk about... Durban mayor or former Durban mayor, or we actually don't know what's yeah, going to happen. Zandile yeah. Gumede. <laughs> <laughs> now, reports from this week, specifically, I think it was the Mellon Guardian that broke the story, um, said that Zandile Gumede had retracted her resignation letter to the ANC. And this, basically what happened then was that the swearing-in of Durban's new mayor, Ngolisi Kaunda, um, had to be postponed. Now, the ANC sort of denied this in a lot of ways, saying that it didn't really happen. But guys, yo. Are we ever going to see the end of the Zandile Gumede story, man? It seems to just be going on and going on. It seems like the ANC doesn't have enough power in KZN or influence in KZN to take her on directly. Look, I, I mean, first of all, uh, generally, it's, it's becoming a, a, a very scary and strange tradition within the ANC of people who want yeah. to cling on to positions, you know. It's so bad uh, that now it's becoming more apparent by the day that most uh, ANC uh, so-called leaders are yeah. in the party for self-benefit and, and nothing So what else. happens to serving the people and being deployed to wherever my party sees fit to deploy me? It's, it's no longer yeah. the case. I mean, we saw it with the beginning of this parliament, all people save, uh, choosing to save their pensions, former ministers yeah. resigning. In fact... All former ministers of the previous administration, mm. none of them are left other than those who are still ministers. They resigned to save their pensions. Yeah. And now we see Zandiro Kumede, she knows uh, that uh, now from being a mayor to being, because that's what he, uh, at least we were told by ANC KZN, that uh, she would remain a proper uh, mm. normal PR councillor of the ANC, but she knows that doesn't have much power uh, and influence. And you know the PR ward councillors don't really earn that much. Exactly. <laughs> but besides that, they don't have the power yes. to, you know, to, to, to influence tenders, to mm. influence a whole lot of things, you know. Um, and 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 it's it's just a mess, man. It's all about herself. Uh, it's not about uh, definitely not about the ANC and definitely not about the people uh, of Etegwini. This is just more uh, Zandile Kumede flexing her mm. own muscle. It's also I think it's also got a political element of, of flexing her muscle to mm. say that actually I I am not scared of this yeah. because now the insistence is that. Uh, this decision was not deliberated on uh, by the ANC NEC, whereas uh, you know the culture is that the ANC NEC is the one that deals with issues relating to mayor of metro mm. municipalities. But we know that NEC had delegated its power 
to the PC and gave them blessing to process the matter, which they did and came to the yeah. conclusion that they came to. And just like his uh, her other friend, Mr. Jacob Zuma, yeah. is asking the question, what did I do? You know, they always <laughs> ask this question because, <laughs> he, you know, <laughs> she, she's arguing that she, she, she was redeployed without yeah. reason, although she was told that, that uh, service delivery is not moving under your leadership. So here's a quick recap. Uh, Gmede appeared in the Durban Specialized Commercial Crime Court. Uh, commercial Court, uh, it was back in May. Um, on charges including fraud and corruption. Um, this was linked to a Durban Central Waste tender, uh, DSW tender, um, worth about 45 million rand. So basically what had happened was procurement pr- processes um, were flouted uh, and four service providers were contracted um, to collect the city's refuse. And basically the project, which was worth about 45 million rand for three months of work, ballooned exponentially and the city was slapped with a 130 million rand bill um, from the suppliers after six months. Now, Gumede went to was charged and went to court along with other members of her, um, of her administration at, in the city. Now, her trial's been pushed to January. Up here where the question is here, let's talk about this deployment thing because clearly she does not want to let go of the position. But surely, someone who's standing trial for a case like corruption, surely you should just accept your fate. I mean, it's not for nothing that the party has asked her to step down. You, you must remember, um, as much as there is this trial, the reasons given for her to, to, to step down mm-hmm. or to be asked to step down by the PEC had to do with uh, service delivery yeah. and so on, and that mm-hmm. um, they had gone to the municipality and assessed, and, and, and there was that report that yes. they came up with. But, yes... Um, the only problem you have in this situation, look, the ANC has had uh, problematic uh, leaders mm. in in different uh, spheres of government, in the municipality as well, and who had been defined. Yes. But none to this level. The last guy who did this was Supra Mahoma Pele. Yeah. <laughs> and he, his, his, his only justification was that he, as the premier, uh, 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 you know, sent a resignation letter, but the PEC could not accept, accept it. it. <laughs> that time he was leading the PEC. Yeah. So <laughs> it means he deni- declined his, his own resignation. resignation. <laughs> but but well, at this stage, when you even have a date set for someone uh, to be sworn in as a mayor, it, yes. it's, it's, it's quite odd. Uh, it seems as if she realized later that she had chances to fight this thing. And um, she's quite defiant. And the the spokesperson of the ANC uh, said as much, Pulemabe, uh, I think this morning, mm-hmm. uh, about the fact that, look, um, it, this thing is uh, unprecedented that you, yeah. you, the provincial leadership takes a decision, makes it public. You accept it. Accept the exactly. decision to have been taken, and then the last minute you do a turnaround. It makes them look like clowns, eh? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it really does. <laughs> but uh, does this speak to a bigger problem in the NC? I mean, Zadine Kumina is not the first um, leader of the party that we've seen acting this way. It seems like almost like their leaders are entitled. They feel entitled to hold certain positions, like they that whole ideology of no we've come here to serve the country you know we were part of the liberation struggle we're here to serve the party and to serve the country but when it comes to losing your positions now you have the sense of entitlement almost doesn't it um look i i I agree with you in so much as yes you're supposed to be there to serve the party and whatnot but do you see that argument it 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 then when someone has done has really done nothing wrong yeah when someone is being targeted by a dominant faction in the party, mm. 
basically being purged. I, I feel it's okay for their leaders to be able to to fight for themselves. But I feel at some point... But then how do you the distinguish between the two? Because one faction will tell you that they're being purged, even though they've done something wrong. And another faction might say, actually, we've done nothing wrong, but we're still being purged. So how do you differentiate who's got who's actually telling the truth about being purged? You know, it's easy for us to judge because we have the facts and we deal with facts. But in politics, it's a different ballgame. You see, the, the other issue, I mean, as I've said before, and I remember we were discussing this issue, the problem with the NC is inconsistencies. Yeah. And it, it really opens up uh, for, you know, clownism like this that <laughs> we are seeing by, <laughs> by the mayor or the former mayor. You see, we don't even know what to call it. I like that term, clownism. Yeah. We're going to use that <laughs> trademark and yeah. use it from now on. You know, because... Uh, you see, I mean, and, and this relates to your question, how do you distinguish? Yeah. And this is why people take advantage. At times, they are same people, as I said, what was, uh, you know, the, the ANC, uh, uh, you know, uh, logic or reasoning to go for those feminist parties? I know it was not only a tech win, there was also Umsundus, I think there yes. was, I think there was mm. like three. Yeah. Why would you go when you control more than 10 municipalities in KZN? Why don't you take a holistic approach to say, uh, let's you know, assess all our municipalities and the effectiveness yes. thereof. And then, in that case, it doesn't seem like you are using something as a ruse to Because they went off the three big municipalities. Exactly. Three influential municipalities. You know what I'm saying? But, you see, when you do things in a in certain way, and, and, you know, someone in their mind, they see someone afar doing far uh, worse than them, but nothing is happening to them, mm. uh, it, it really does get to be interpreted in many many ways as i say the NC is inconsistent they don't do the same uh, to you know it's it's, it's uh, basically animal farm it's different <laughs> rules for different animals yeah. and people like zandil Kumede were always going to take advantage mm. of certain issues it was the same case with supra uh, they, they at the time i mean uh, people were asking questions why only northwest at yes. the time that issue was at a national uh, leadership level why didn't they assess all uh, provinces mm. and and say you know based on this assessment we think certain people then even if you go for someone after that at least yeah. you presented a picture that you are fair and square yeah. and everyone uh, same rules apply to everyone but if you do things differently at uh, different rules for this one different for the chaos is bound to happen and this is where we find ourselves in look i'm all for <laughs> Uh, politicians battling it out in their mm. political parties and their poti political settles. Yes. Um, that is healthy for democracy. Yes, of course. But I have problems when then because you are the ruling party, you take a decision. It goes through or via the uh, the now official channels would be uh, the speaker's office. Yeah. You you even have to issue an ad advertisement uh, mm. in the newspaper to say we are convening a special. That is wasteful expenditure. Yeah. So there's a special sitting, and 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 you see, those process of co calling a council meeting, and in the very last minute, you pull out. Uh, I I I feel that is disrespecting mm. the same ratepayers you claim to be serving. You ought to discuss this thing, agree or disagree. Uh, but finally out of the meeting unless you're going to interdict your party because yes. i mean th that's the only thing she should have done then mm. Mm. if she said no um i'm going to uh, resign we saw it in cape town yes uh with their mayor there they, she was told to resign there were motions it's Patricia yes yeah. there were motions because if, if she doesn't resign 
the other the other case is like the ANC clearly there is is not being serious because mm. if you ask someone to resign they resign and then they withdraw their resignation yeah. nothing changes just get the meeting sitting and say on that meeting yeah emotion of no confidence there on the go. mayor that right you know is provided for by the law you don't yeah. even need uh compelling reason for emotion of no confidence we see that with Herman Bashar <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just you just say motion of no confidence yeah. on the mayor and then the opposition parties would vote with the ANC exactly. happily to exactly. remove Zandile uh, Kumede. Clearly they are not serious or mm. I don't know what they fear from her. Uh, so clearly yeah. they are taking us for a ride as well. See, this is my problem and I agree with you completely up here, Will. I'm all for battles within the party. You must, as a politician, we know that your main objective is to grow within your political party and to one day ascertain some sort of prestige and power and leadership position in your political party. But mm. when it starts to affect the state and the people and the people of the country, then I have a problem. Absolutely. And and I mean, that's generally a problem we have in South Africa. The, you know, the, let me say the, 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 the size of the ANC uh, mm. within our society, I think, is the cause of this, yeah. such that it's become completely difficult for ANC people, members and leaders alike to separate the state mm. uh, uh, to the party, party uh, you know uh, that is why even uh, whatever is happening within the ANC it ends up affecting all of us and it's really as Apu is putting it it's, it's really uncalled for that yeah. uh, uh, ANC because uh, at the at the center of this thing are ANC internal battles mm. uh, you know which should not affect uh, service delivery uh, you know on top of the wasteful expenditure that Apu is talking about also service delivery has completely stopped yeah uh, in, 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 in the city of uh, Eteguin in the past two weeks or so, mm. you know, because now there was an understanding that there's going to be a new mayor. All of a sudden, that process is stalling. Mm. And I mean, uh, by the look of things, this whole week, there won't be a headway in that regard. What happens to services? Exactly. Uh, you know, and there's no executive, by the way, let's not forget that it's not only the mayor that yeah. was fired. The executive as well mm. is not there. So in essence, you've got a dysfunctional uh, uh, council, if we may put it that way. You know, uh, and and, and to, to to what expense? I yeah, mean, is course. this the people surely the ratepayers mm. and the taxpayers didn't pay uh, to and vote to have leaders that uh, at some point you will find yourself for two months or so without any form of leadership yeah. because of party internal battles. I think the NC need to find uh, proper and uh, uh, you know correct mechanisms to deal with their leaders, especially in cases of defiance like this where. Mm political party battles I end up affecting the state. My biggest fear is that um, even though you may have a, a corrupt political principle, uh, this is not to say Zandile Gumede uh, is, corrupt. is corrupt per se, but officials, when there is no mayor, when there is no uh, section head, mm. they tend to do their own things. Of course. Now, the municipality is vulnerable um, to certain things being pushed, uh, you know, uh, without their knowledge. Uh, you will get someone new in that portfolio committee and then they uh, uh, who would be the new MMC now, um, say infrastructure and whatnot. Mm. Someone would come through and say this was an emergency yeah. issue you, you need to. We've seen this happen before. To, to sign. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, um, or even departments for, for that matter. People need to familiarize themselves mm. With what it's what uh, with what is the, an emergency with what is important with the IDP with the, the whole budget and officials um, are experts in these fields. They are the ones who 
uh, actually advise politicians mm. uh, on, 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 on budgetary items to take to council. Now, you have not been there. You are new. We've been here for a week or a month uh, in, in this case because, you know, it was very... Uh, a, a loose, it was a very loose, um, what you call uh, arrangement. Of course, when she was suspended and all of that. So now you get the officials tend to do their own thing. Yeah. Now we must uh, fear that these people may be looting us, mm. Mm. A, a, and it's a very uh, serious uh, thing. It usually happens at national and provincial government just a few weeks. Uh, before b- before uh, uh, elections or just a few weeks before you, you know that period yes. when you are going towards the end of, uh, of 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 the term for the said MEC and the few days that a new one has just been appointed a lot of looting happens then in a situation like this I'm, 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 I, re- I really fear for the uh, ratepayers of um, uh, uh, a well unfortunately once again, we have an internal party squabble that's going to negatively impact citizens in a city. And Durban is such a massive city and plays such a big part in the rest of the country that the ramifications of this is going to be untangible to predict and to calculate. But anyway, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to be talking about the IFP and whether it has a future without its leader, Prince Mangasotu Pusulezi. Cool. Join us when we're back. <laughs> Racial identity politics, the phrase that has the potential to start an argument in just about any situation. That's why we're starting it first. Let's Start an Argument is a unique and insightful podcast series about the meaning of race to us today. Presented by researcher Cecilia Koch and Doctor of Philosophy Jason Werbeloff, the series aims to spark rational argument and meaningful discussion around this controversial topic. Find Let's Start an Argument now on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. After, what, 44 years, guys? Yeah. Uh, Prince Magasotu Butulezi has officially... That's as old as me and you combined, by the way. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not almost this thing. Uh, how old are ah, you? No, <laughs> let's, not go, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. But anyway, after 44 years, um, Butelezi has resigned and stepped down as the leader of the party. Um, this is massive because the 90, he's 91 now, isn't he? Yeah. So he's held on to power in the IFP for such a long time. The IFP is basically, when you think, what I think about the IFP, he's the first person I think about. Um, and he's become the face of the party in so many ways. The party has resol- revolved around him almost, shush, I would, I would hasten to call it a, almost a dictatorship within that party. But he was the IFP for a long time. Yeah. And the big question now is, does the IFP or can it continue to exist without him? I mean, it's the first time we're going to see fresh blood leading that party. Um, we've seen some leaders sort of emerge from the party ranks, um, like... Um, Mguleko Shlengwa, for example, mm-hmm. he's one of the people who have who have risen through the party ranks, and he's now a member of parliament. Um, there's Lizelle van der Merwe. There's a few people who have really shown that they're capable of leading. But the thing is, can they replace must, uh, the the prince? And what now for the IFP? Yeah. Mm. Well. Okay. A uh, look, uh, I've always had this argument with uh, a number of you colleagues yeah. about someone studying their party. 
and being that face of the party and being the reason why the party continues to to attract votes but yeah. you see the downside to that is that age will always catch up with you of course uh in in my world i would rather he would he, he, he shouldn't have resigned I mean, uh, so long as they vote him back in, <laughs> however they do this. <laughs> but he was the, he's the, the their face. He was yeah. the, their vote puller and, and all of that. But you you started to see this thing, um, I think from 2014, mm. whereby these leaders at the national level now, they become prominent. Yes, of course. Um, any issues you don't just think about him now uh, you can go and ask uh, someone who's doing uh, grade 12 uh, okay in case at, at least whom uh, Kulewa is and, and whatnot but even outside of that those leaders were, be, were being uh, now recognizable so I think to a certain extent I'm, I'm not 100% happy mm. he did his, his best to say um i'm i'm taking sort of a back seat yes uh to let the party you know sort of grow and whatnot but we know he has been uh, threatening uh, stepping down you since 95 <laughs> <laughs> when when i when i heard what is finally happening i didn't believe it i'm like i'm going to wait for the day after the conference <laughs> <laughs> and that story came out on on um, on on sunday yeah then in this case Who's taken over from uh, Butulezi? Do we know anything about him? What kind of leader he is? Is he capable? Look, uh, the, the new president of the IFP, Mr. Venango Sitlabisa, who we are told was elected, but, well, I seriously doubt he was elected. I think he was <laughs> anointed into the post <laughs> by Mr. Ptelez. Look, he's mainly, uh, mostly been a provincial player. He's long been in the party. He's been, uh, you know, said to be one of the right-hand men within the party. Uh, of uh, Prince Butelius. So it was not unexpected at all. In fact, it was said before the conference that the prince uh, had wanted uh, Mr. Tlabisa mm. to be the one who takes over. And really, this is in the nature of a personality-centered uh, you know, parties. It, uh, whenever they uh, decide to step down, whoever takes over always, almost 100%, always becomes the person that they want because of the, you know, the arrangement in the party. So He's been a provincial player. Now we will have to, you know, uh, transform himself into a more national figure. As Apio was saying, in the uh, since 2014, sort of, uh, the IFP had, had done successfully in reshaping itself into a, not a provincial player, but a national mm -hmm. player, as you say. The likes they, of Tlengwa have come into the fore, yes. such that now he is the scope of person because of how he had shaped himself mm -hmm. uh, within the national parliament uh, as, as the, their leader was taking mm -hmm. a back seat, but allowing... Uh, those ones to to come into the fore. It's not going to be easy. It's never easy when a party has been so, uh, centered around one person for yeah. for Mr. Tlabisa to do it. And and also I think he must, uh, you know, not live within the shadow of Prince Butelius. Yes, he must become his own man, and 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 define himself as Mr. Tlabisa. We must know what he is about. You know, so far as I say, what we know about him mainly is that he was the right hand man, Mr. Butelius. <laughs> yeah, so. In fact, we will continue seeing Butelius until such time that he proves uh, that he is himself. He's a different man. He's got different ideas, of course, in line with yeah. whatever party policies of the IFP are. But he must build his own character 
and and show us that he can lead outside the shadow of uh, Mr. Butelis. So I guess on the time will tell. But uh, interesting, the 2021 is just around the corner. How the uh, the IFP performs mm. in those particular elections, of local course. government elections, 2021 is gonna be the proof of the because pudding as it, to whether Mr. Tlavisa in the general elections, the IFP has finally started to claw back some of the support in KZN from the ANC. Yes, and they actually did really well in a lot of. Um, areas that were very strong ANC or strongholds yeah. um, and they eventually started to claw back quite a lot of support um, in the province uh, so now we're seeing a new breed of leadership that's going to come in hopefully a new breed of leadership because this is the problem I have here when you have one leader for four decades all right that person's thinking that person's ideology that person's everything becomes the party um, because you're not allowing space for new ideas you're not yeah. allowing space for new policies new ideologies it's all about you and what you think yeah so now that you've gone now that the IFP is starting to show some sort of um, success and some increases in certain provinces would it would it would its new leader continue on the same trajectory so does he continue with the same sort of Butzelezi brand IFP, or does he start to deviate and bring in his also, own yeah. um, aspects to the party? Yeah, actually, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you are correct. Your, your question is is very pointed in that uh, when I say Mr. Tlavisa needs to uh, become himself. In fact, the IFP itself, I think it's about time that it ch- it changes its kind of politics for yeah. the longest of time. Uh, the IFP had survived on the uh, Zulu nationalism card, mm. you know, uh, being a party of the pride of uh, the Zulu people, mm. you know. Uh, nationalist politics really uh, have, have waned in our country in particular over time. Uh, you know, I, th- I think one of the main tasks and priorities of Mr. Tlabisa would be to dismantle that nationalist outlook of the IFP mm. uh, in that, I mean, to this day, 80% of the IFP support still comes from within KZN cool. because of how it branded itself, yes. in particular by Mr. Principal Teles' association with the king back in the days. We would know that the whole creation of the Ingonyama Trust was as a result of the alignment of the Zulu king and the IFP, yes. such that the party took that profile. But you can see now, uh, especially in terms of their relationship with the king, it's no longer the same as was, uh, you know, during up to the 1994 elections. The IFP has sort of managed to untangle itself from the king because the king now seems to be warming up to the ANC who are in power in the province. So by moving away from the king, they also need to move away from that uh, you know perception that was created that they are a nationalist party you sort of now uh, you brand yourself take and it's it's nice for the fp that they've been uh, in government in Natal, the province they are in government in a multiple uh, municipalities in that particular province and uh, some of them have done very well i mean you would remember uh, zanere makwazamsi when he, she used to be the mayor she was doing very well uh, you sell that into the national picture now this is what we have done this is what we are promising to do you stretch your your your, your profile into that of a national uh, you know picture uh, such that we know i mean i don't know now who's the leader of the ifp in eastern cape i don't know here in Gauteng where exactly. we are i don't know in northwest i don't know in Limpopo yeah. and all those things and it seems like the ifp for most of the time it didn't really care i'm sure yeah. they do have structures there but as a formality purposes i think now uh, the priority for Mr. Slavisa, the new leader of the IFP, would be to establish strong structures in all provinces. Actually, right. because they are uh, stamped and 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 and, and established in Guazunatar, you leave that as is. You just strengthen uh, where you are in government. You go to other provinces. You mobilize. You build it, the party into a more national picture. And I think that's what will define him, whether he fails or he succeeds. 
Um, look, I agree with your initial point about uh, the local government elections. Um, the, the, the bit of a problem is the way our, our system of governance, local government and national government is structured, it's very difficult for a new leader coming in because as soon as you are done with the national uh, elections, you need to hit the ground running and preparing your structures for uh, local the local government elections. Local government elections are what is their, is their goal uh, because they, they, they didn't win, they can't win the province Mm. from the ANC. Mm. So, so it's the bread and butter, the local government. Yes. Mm. So my understanding is that the main intense contestations within the party are there in KZN. So how he handles that yeah. and uh, who gets to uh, to ascend where uh, in, in those municipalities is going to be very crucial for him uh, to even think beyond uh, uh, KZN. I understand the well, they are working with uh, the DA here in the coalition in 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 Gauteng. but those are just minor. It's just because they needed a few seats and they had a few seats. Mm. So they they really need to ensure that post conference uh, conflicts, especially now that you you know a family which uh, has uh, so many sons who are trying to you know inherit. Mm. Uh, the wealth and they've been battling about the day father leaves yeah. or the day father dies <laughs> I'm going to be the one who's going to take over yeah. this the other one and then father dies yeah. or in this case he leaves Yeah. then what? then those battles start yeah. to be more uh, publicly uh, visible mm. then they start to be more detrimental uh, to the party because now there is no fear of that figure. Yes, of course. Yes, he has a role. Yes, he's respected. But at the end of the day, it, it may cost you, but it won't cost you as much mm. when you are defying him as a leader than when you're doing him it as a former leader because you will just be defying the deputy to the, to the, to the leader. And, you know, those politics you can play around. Ah, I guess we're just going to have to see what happens with the IFP um, leading up to the local government elections in 2021. But unfortunately, that's the all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for listening through and, and joining us um, in, in this debate. Remember, if you want to interact with us, um, please get onto Twitter um, at hashtag STPoliticsWeekly. You can find us there. We're going to be posting it. And if you enjoy the podcast, share it. Tell your friends about it. We really appreciate the support. Uh, guys, that's all for this week. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you again same time next week.